Hello and welcome to Subscriptions for Authors. This is Summit Session number six, the Breakout Subscription Author Panel. And man, this one's going to be a lot of fun. Lulu and Shelby are, are two fantastic, fantastic people. And I know you're going to learn a lot from listening to their stories and how they've been able to grow their subscriptions over the last year. And in fact, this summit was actually recorded in May of 2023. It's a virtual summit. And you can find all of the audios on this podcast feed, wherever you're listening to it. And in the link in the description, you can find links to watch the videos on YouTube. And you also, if you're interested, can also read the transcripts down below. So if you're not into the audio, want to listen to transcripts, that's cool with us too. And if you want more summit sessions just like this, if you've been listening to these sessions, you've already probably heard me say this, but we're doing another summit in 2024 in May. It's called the Scriptures for Other Summit, and we're actually doing it in person in Boston on May 6th and 7th. We'd love to see you there. And if you want to join us, you can actually get your ticket down below. And I know, I know, if you're listening to this and you don't think you can make it to Boston, I understand. But we'd also love for you to share this with writer friends that you think can make it to Boston. That would be really appreciated because we would love to have the community come out. This is really going to be one of the only and definitely one of the best indie author conferences taking place in the city of Boston. And it's certainly the only conference focused on subscriptions for authors in the world. And we're super, super excited to have you there with us. And when it comes to the virtual summit, we also have a virtual summit. We'd love to see you there. That'll be open globally to anyone, anywhere. We'd love to see you there. And you can find more about that below. But let's get into this summit, the recordings of this summit, specifically the breakout subscription author panel. Let's do this thing. Hey. It's getting late, but we're very grateful for you all hang out with us basically all day long. And this session is all about how we can, as subscription authors, get started and be able to really grow our subscription and be a great part of our business authors, break out as a subscription author. And we're talking to two incredible authors today, Lou Waters and Shelby Lee, who have both accomplished incredible things. And they're both at different stages of their career, which I also think is really inspiring. Lulu, right now, I believe you're on three different subscription platforms, right? You have three different subscriptions. Yes. I have. <laughs> That's a lot. We're really going to talk about that. It's great. It's a lot of work. <laughs> Definitely a lot of work, but on each of the platforms, you're doing really well. So you're just an all-star. And then Shelby is an author who just got her career started seven months ago now. Are we at month number seven or maybe six months still? I don't know. Patrick says eight, but whatever. Eight. It was September 15th of last year. Yeah, that's, wow. Is that eight months already? Wow. That's, wow. Time flies. Eight months, but still very, still in the beginning of your author journey. And Shelby makes most of her income from her subscription. Her subscription basically is what fuels her business at this stage of her career. So two, two different authors with two really different stories that we're going to dive into today. And I'm just so excited for it. And before we get into a more proper introduction of both of them, I want to first share a little bit about an author who unfortunately is not able to be here today. And her name is Avon Ellis. She was actually on the Subscriptions for Authors podcast, I want to say six weeks ago, maybe two months ago, somewhere in that range. And it was an episode all about how she, one, is a KU author that does really well in subscriptions, has over 100 patrons, which is awesome, but also has been able to grow her subscription audience while really 
only publishing like one chapter a month in an exclusive novel. She has some other benefits, but her main draw is one chapter a month of an exclusive novel, which is really inspiring. And when we were on the podcast, she mentioned to me that our community really helped her be able to start her subscription and be able to grow it. And when we chatted, her subscription had covered her health insurance and she has a daughter and in the United States to cover health insurance for you and your kid is no small feat. And that was, I thought just really awesome. And obviously when you have a health insurance, that's one of those things you don't ever really want to use. Ideally you never have, you're just always healthy, but obviously you need it when you're not. And unfortunately, Aven has recently been diagnosed with breast cancer. And due to that diagnosis, she's unable to attend tonight. It's best for her to look after her mental health, look after her family, and she's kick-ass. I know she's going to get through this. And what's amazing about this, though, the silver lining and what is a really dark time is that her community of readers has been there for her. And when she announced that she's going to have to be behind in some books, she mentioned that she was going through a breast cancer diagnosis, that she was going through beginnings of now treatments. And the response from her readers was electric. They basically all poured into her subscription, poured into it to join and begin supporting her monthly. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden on her subscription, her most popular tier became her $20 a month tier, the most popular one. So she had a bunch of fans upgrade. And now, obviously, with health insurance only goes so far, especially in the U.S., when you have a real health problem, she has a bunch of extra expenses. And now her patrons are actually able to help her cover that and help her getting treatments that will literally save her life because she is going to make it through this. She will. I know it. And she's going to make through it because the power of her CUNY and the power of her subscription. Although Avon is not here, she is with us all around. She's here because her story and what she's been through is something that when we have a dark time in our lives, no matter what that dark time is, our people can be there for us. And one thing we can't forget is that we as a community of authors are also there for her. And that's why one, I want to share her subscription link. And I'm a proud member of Avon's subscription, of Avon's Patreon. And I hope that we can all Take this as inspiration and some light that during a dark time alone, nothing, can't get through anything alone. But as Shelby, I know Shelby loves this saying, and I love it too, because it's one of my mottos, together we are boundless. So together we will get through this. And even if you're listening, we love you. We're so grateful for everything you've done with this community. And with that somber yet hopefully optimistic note in terms of what we can do together, we're going to learn together with Shelby and Lulu all about their subscription journeys. And just to let you know a little bit about each of our wonderful panelists tonight. So Shelby, I've become really great friends with over the last couple of months. And she's just an amazing person and a really inspiring author who writes spicy romance and darker romance novels that are just, I love the mission and passion that you have behind your stories. Oh, just so with it. But Morrison that has created an incredible community, an incredible relationship with her readers. And I'm sure we'll talk about 
all the fun things that you do in your community and how you've grown your subscription now to be a very significant income stream for you. So I'm excited for that. And then we have Lulu Waters, who is also a spice author and is really like probably one of the most prolific subscription authors in terms of your usage of different platforms, your knowledge of how this works. And subscriptions make up a significant revenue stream for you. And you are, you're a kick-ass author. So we're really excited to be talking with you both tonight. And how we'll structure this is for the next 40 minutes or so, I have some questions to ask them both and we'll just all have a conversation here. But I would love to open it up to audience questions in the end and even during so as well. So if you have a question, pop it in the Q&A so we can see it and definitely be sure to keep having some awesome conversation in the chat because I know there's gonna be a lot of great stuff mentioned. But we'll get into my first question, which is tell us a bit about yourself and what you write. I know I gave you a little bit of an introduction already, but what got you basically started in this business and where are you at in terms of your career? Are you full-time yet or not? Not yet. You're going to be one day. You're not. I, like Michael said, I'm Shelby Lee. I started only being a dark romance author. And then as I was going, I was like, I don't want to stay that dark just for mental health reasons. I couldn't stay that deep. So I write a little bit lighter stuff. My first series is a wide shoes dark bully but i threw enough humor in there that sometimes i call it a dark rom-com so i don't know if there's genre potential there but i initially started and then a month later i was like i don't like the market volatility so i need something stable so that's why i started a subscription and it has held me up and the day that it crossed over to cover my monthly business finances was my favorite day ever because then I could breathe and stop checking my dashboards all the time. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. That's amazing. That's amazing. And how about you, Lulu? Yeah, kind of same thing. Like I write a lot of dark romance. I'm getting more into that right now, but I write everything. I have a secret passion for horror and like paranormal stuff. So I dabble in that kind of secretly. Not a lot of people know about that. I write very spicy, dark, deep characters to more small town, low spice, military, like really deep characters. So I really, it just, whatever tickles my fancy, yes, at the particular time of choosing a new story. But I've been writing like my whole life. I still have a whole tote under in my basement full of all of my notebooks from even when I was six years old I have them all dated and <laughs> so sometimes it's fun to pull stories from like my past and integrate them in with what I'm writing now but I never really took it serious I was just like I just write to get out of my head it was my my escape I disappear and you wouldn't see me for days sometimes. <laughs> my husband made a bet with me and because I, I was like, I really think I can do this. I think I can do it full time. And he made a bet with me. He goes, okay, if in six months you, you make or exceed what your current job pays you, I will let you quit your job and do it. So I took that as a bet very seriously. <laughs> And within two and a half months, I proved him wrong and I quit my job on that third month. So it was fun. <laughs> and I was ha in your face. <laughs> yeah. And I've just been kind of going with it ever since. Yeah, kind of rolling with the punches. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna start with you, Lulu. And just when did you start your subscription in that journey? Was it at some point during those two and a half or three months, or did it come later? It was before. 
I started, I was like prepping it. I started on Patreon. I used some of my older stories that I had started elsewhere to have almost like a backlog in a sense. So people didn't just join and have zero benefits or zero anything to read. And then I started researching the very few authors that were breaking out into subscriptions and seeing how they were doing things. I was asking a ton of questions, doing research, but I would say, I think I set up my Patreon in February of that year. And by August, I was completely full-time, but I think I went live with my Patreon in March. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's what, yeah. I think I got to write those dates. (laughs) What a journey. What a journey. And Shelby, for you, like, when did you start your subscription in your author journey? Not even 30 days after I started. (laughs) Because again, I was like watching the dashboards and I have a extremely addictive personality. So I'll sit and I'll watch and I'll watch and I'll watch and I obsess and I'll continue to obsess. So I was like, I can't do this. And, and I know about Patreon a long time ago because I actually used to be a Twitch streamer as well. So I have my hands in that before. So I was familiar with it. I was like, so I studied all of the Patreons I could. I looked at everything <laughs> and I set it up. I went with it. And I mean, by that first month I was making like 80 bucks a month. And for literally being published for only a month, that's I was going to scoff at that. That's awesome. That's just, yeah, that's really impressive. And with both of you, I'm already wondering when you first started, what did those tiers and what did those benefits look like? You can start I can with- jump on this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I, I started with one and then I, everyone was telling me I was like selling myself short because I think I had it set at like $3 and I was offering at the time well over 15 stories and I was updating and, and I think that's when I started talking to Amelia and some other authors and they're like, oh no, like multi-tier is great because you can offer different benefits and so then I broke into two and I honestly it's trial and error it took me like I'm still playing with it I was talking to Shelby yesterday I was like how looking at her tears I'm like how does this tier do how does that one do because it I mean it changes constantly and it's you always want the complete best for your subscribers you never want to take too much from them and give them little that's me I started with what I was like unfortunately I stopped at what I could do like at the top, I went to the top and I'm going to offer all of this. And it was great when it was a little bit. And then as I was trying to keep up with writing on top of it all, I had to very much pare down. And then I found subscription for authors and I poured into all of the podcasts. And then I joined Dream and then met Michael and I've had so many chats. And now I feel like my subscription is something that's sustainable. And I actually just recently put up like a little goal in my about section. Hey, when we hit this many members, I'll start doing swag. Like I was originally offering it, but I took it away. And because I have so little readers, which is kind of like a great thing right now, I talk to most of them daily. So I have a personal relationship with all 10 of my subscribers right now. So I talk to them, I get immediate feedback and I took it away and I'm like, nope, we're going to take the swag away for a bit. We're going to take the, per- the signed books away. And it, I'm grateful that they give me that feedback 
because I couldn't imagine trying to do it when you're big and then somebody you don't have a personal relationship with not I'm not caring about the person I hope they do at that this point but there's always that chance so I have pared down quite a bit (laughs) it's always that balance because you don't want to like like you don't want to like I remember talking to you Shelby like there was a time when you were first starting on green where your tier benefits were like not the margins weren't very high when you're shipping out those little mm-hmm. it was a little like bleak for a little bit I'm, i was like shelby you've got to get up <laughs> prices like right now because i don't want you to lose money and it's not because you want to take more from your ears it's literally just like you have to make something sustainable you you can't do something that's not sustainable but i want to ask you both about how over time what has this description meant to you as you've grown as authors as your career has progressed and how do you view it as part of your larger publishing business? Like where does the subscription sit in your larger publishing business? (laughs) For me, the subscription, what it means is literally everything. Like I said, it gives me that sustainability that I very much need, but I've just recently changed. So as far as where I publish goes, my higher tiers actually get the books as I'm writing them. And then when the books are done, they go, I'm going to start serializing. So the paid tiers will get the book. And then a month after the paid tiers get it, it'll go for free. And then after it's finished, it'll sit for a month on the free sites. And then I'll pull it to a preview. And then it'll go on retailers. So by the time that the book is finished, I have months before I even have to do even formatting if I want. Like, I don't have to stress. (laughs) And so I'm hoping... assuming it's going to go really well um, doing it that way. It gives me a lot of free time because I, I am immunocompromised and I literally was sick from October to February nonstop. And I lost a lot of time. So I'm like, how do I put in the oh crap time? Because I need a lot more of the free time in between. So it's basically yeah. how I fuel everything right now. <laughs> That's completely valid. I love it. How about you, Lulu? Yeah, I'm sitting a lot with Shelby. It's, it is my lifeline. I've poured my blood, sweat, and tears into it. And I think I love it the most because it's truly a place I can be myself. The people that are subscribing to me are like my top fans. People that have honestly over the months and years, I have some that's been with me since the day I started the Patreon and they, they're not fans anymore at this point. Some of them have become family. Like they have my personal number and we text and yeah. So it's very fun to have that. But honestly, yeah, if I, the publishing world is, I don't know, up and down. Like you you can't really depend on, you know, what you're going to make from Amazon or if you go wide with Kobo and Barnes and Noble, it just, and how long it takes to finish a book from A to Z to get it ready and prepped for Amazon or elsewhere. It's just, it's exhausting. So honestly, not having subscriptions would be pretty detrimental. And honestly, I use my fans and my subs to help mold my stories, help push a story along, which I give them credit for later. It's just 
like I said, it is, it's a true family. And I really don't think I'd be where I'm at today without subscriptions, honestly. <laughs> like it's, I have to have it. <laughs> That's why I have three because I want to make sure everybody can be where they can be. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's, that's it. Cause both of you like have, that's a great like thing to spark because both of you have one used multiple subscription platforms and have taken different approaches to it because Shelby, you used to be only on Patreon and you chose to migrate off your audience to rain. And then you Lulu have run three platforms concurrently and there's no, to be clear, you can do anything that works for you. At least I can speak for Reem. We don't have any exclusivity agreements. Neither does this Patreon with this sort of thing. So you can do it and it's up to you what you want to do. So I'm curious, I'll start with you, Lulu. Why three subscription platforms and what would be your advice to other authors who are listening to all these different platforms, trying to choose which one works best for them and going, should I start multiple? So like I said, I started with Patreon. And it was a great feature at the time. There was no other platforms like it. So it was really nice, but it's not really user-friendly for authors and readers. It's just, it's not, <laughs> but it was something that that's all we had. So I used it for several, probably almost two years before other options started popping up like Ream. And then Inkit does a subscribers program too now. So at that point, I was going to do like Shelby has done and a few other authors I know and migrate everybody from Patreon to Ream. Then there are some certain countries are not allowed to can't sign up for Ream. I've had several people that can't join Ream or they can't join Inkit or they can't join Patreon. So... We I all just need different payment processors. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And like every country, every bank system was completely different. So I took that. Okay. So if I want to reach the masses, like what I'm doing, I want to have availability to everybody. I don't care if it's five people on that platform, they'll still have it. So what I ended up doing then was just basically mirroring the tiers from every platform. So Patreon, Ream, and Inkit are the exact same tiers, this exact same benefits. It's just at the point is what the reader likes, you know, and what they're able to join. So I, I liked, I like giving options. It is really stressful. It is my, my life is a mess. I'm a panster. I don't plot. I don't plan. I don't <laughs> schedule anything. The only thing I really truly schedule is like I have a cal calendar that I handwrite everything where I'm like, okay, tier one gets X, Y, and Z on Mondays. And so I do have a updating schedule, but that is about it. <laughs> but honestly, I love having three because each one is still feels the same, but like different. It's like different hubs or beehives, I guess you could call it. Yeah, each one, definitely each one has its own feel and that's super interesting. How about you, Shelby? What would you say? I just, I, because I was so worried about spicy content getting taken down on Patreon, I was uploading the chapters and like it was in a Google Doc and then I would make it an EPUB and then I would upload it to BookFunnel and then I would post it on a page and I just didn't want to do it anymore. And I found out about Overeem and I signed up and it has been so much easier. And I am all about actually this year, my word of the year is breathe. And so I have taken steps to make sure that I can do that more on all facets of my life and being able to just not make my 
process is more convoluted has been fantastic. So when and when I was moving over too, I literally said, "This is this is the date, and we're moving." And I made them part of the process. So I was always like, "It's time to move, guys." No, that that's two really interesting insights, and I think it, it's great for everyone to hear the different perspectives on on the next thing that I'm thinking about is as two successful subscription authors, what would be, if you had to say one thing, just one thing, you could say two if you want, like you maybe cheat a little bit. What would be the one key to subscription success? Obviously there's more to it than just this one key, but what is the most important thing to do to get someone to pay for your subscription and get them to keep paying for it? Because obviously a monthly subscriber for one month is not too amazing. We want to keep them around. That's a great question. Really, the only thing that just popped up in my head was I sell myself, not my work. I want to be personable and get to know somebody. I don't want to just talk to somebody or befriend somebody for the sake of getting their money. So I, I ultimately sell myself, make that friendship. And then if they join me, if they don't, I'm never pushy. <laughs> I don't want to sound like a salesperson either. Come subscribe to me. <laughs> yeah. I would say <clears throat> in the same facet is tell a story, like create a place, a home. And that's what I did. Like immediately I branded my readers. I didn't brand, I mean, they, there are mine. So it's like Shelby Lee's Dark and Twisted Readers. Now it's Shelby Lee's Dark and Twisted Library because I've gotten through just a whole change. Because again, still being so new, I'm still in that finding everything <laughs> stage. But now it's my library. So I welcome to the library. So they're going to come visit, come do this. But it's just tell a story and welcome them home, basically. That's both of those keys rhyme. They rhyme. I think that's a really good takeaway for one. I have an experimental question I'm going to ask you very soon that I'm excited for. But we'll get to that in a little bit. It's, I think, going to be a really fun one. But before we get there, what I'm really curious to know is a breakdown of what your tiers look like right now, just so that we all at home can be like, oh, this is what these authors are doing. And if you'd like to share, if you care to share, what are your most popular tiers in that? Off the top of your head, I have this tier and these are the ones that are most popular. While you're doing that, I will drop both your subscription links in, in the chat. I'll share the big picture, then you all can go and see the tiers and subscriptions for yourself. Do you guys remember it off the top of your head? It's challenging to know your oh, tier. No, I was thinking, I'm like, because I just added a side tier. Um, because I can't, oh my gosh, I can't remember for the life of me, the author. But you shared the story about it, Michael, in the group, where it was, she created tiers for the specific, like, world of the book world. So I pulled off of that. But I know I have a $4 tier. I think a $6 tier and a $10 tier. And I labeled them like new water lily. The second one is all access water lily. And then I have VIP water lily. VIP obviously is everything. Like I don't hold back. Like you get all of my stuff. And then all access, I trickle. I do like a waterfall effect. I think Amelia does this too, where VIP obviously gets things first. And then like in two weeks or a month or after completion, it'll trickle down to the other tiers. I do a lot of basic like one shots and things like that I'll put in for like the new water lily and all access. So they're still getting new content too. 
VIPs, I give discount codes to, I send members a gift during the month of their birthday, which is usually like more coupons, visual like artwork for one of my books. It might be like a sticker in there. And that's something I have them sign up on Google like forms because there's obviously no way to track that elsewhere. So I can get addresses and stuff. But yeah, I think my mind is jabbled. Is that, no. is that what we're looking for? Basically a breakdown? <laughs> no, I think it's a helpful breakdown because like, I think we're all sitting here trying to figure out what's even possible in a subscription. And it's cool to see like what's possible from a lifestyle perspective, from your business and how it helps you as a writer. But then actually what's possible to do for your readers is like the next part of the equation. So that, that was great. And Shelby, I'm curious what you offer in your tiers and your subscription. And you can talk about the pineapples too, if you want. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> I'm going to be yeah, I'm curious to know what that is too. <laughs> but no, that's the whole thing is if I tell you, it ruins the curiosity. So <laughs> everybody's always why. Read the first book. That's how you find out. <laughs> it's Oh my gosh. So I actually, after again, months of change and talking. So currently what I do is I have a $5 tier. That tier gets early access to my serial story because that one may, I will comprise and put in a book, but right now it's like a TV show. Time-wise, it starts in 2002 and it's going to go until 2012. I don't know how many episodes it's going to be. That's just what I have right now. So they get a month early access to that. And then they get a month early access to the next book that I'm going to start serializing. And then what else do they get? They get updates. I am going to send them. I don't remember what else is on there. Off the top of my head. And then I have $15 tier, which used to be $10 tier, but shipping prices. So they get a welcome packet with a sticker. And then after three months of subscribing, they now get their bracelet and their joining pineapple charm and then their three month pineapple charm. So every three months they'll get a new charm added, but they have to hit that first three months before they get the bracelet and stuff. Because again, shipping. And then they get access to like bonus and deleted scenes that I'll put behind a paywall. And then they get, they all get access to my backlist because I am very close to finishing my first series and starting the next. So as soon as that next one, that next book starts going, they lose access to the first series. And then the next tier is $25. And that's the one where I, they get the chapters as they drop, they get eBooks of new releases. And that is actually my most popular tier. Five out of 10 of my subscribers are on my $25 tier. And only three of them, but I love them, are the ones who will, oh, it's two o'clock in the morning, here's a chapter, I'm gonna read it and comment and like, then message me and <laughs> so that's my most popular and being able to do it that way, actually, I'm writing it as, it, but I don't actually put expectations, I took all expectations away, I just say early access to, I say, as they're being written, I don't say this how many per week or whatever, because again, I get sick a lot and I don't, <laughs> I can't put constraints on myself. I have found out very roughly in the last six months. So, yeah. I love both your responses. I think there's a lot of inspiration there. And definitely check out the subscription links I put in the chat for both Shelby and Lulu, because I think it's a lot of great things. And you can have milestone rewards on some subscription platforms. So that, that is a common thing. 
on many subscription platforms. And I can speak for Reem, that'll be something that we're adding shortly. But now my next question for you is, what has been the best part about your subscription? And with that, what has been the worst part about your subscription? Because nothing's perfect. And this summit, we're not trying to say that one, everyone should start a subscription or two, that it's perfect. We know it can be hard and we're trying to make it easier for you. But I'd love to hear these two things. What has been the best part? What has been the worst part? The best part, frankly, may already be what we've talked about. So maybe you only want to show the worst part, which in that case, the floor is yours. Do you want this one, Shelby? Do you want me to <laughs> I didn't know if we were going in a random order. Uh, <laughs> I can say the best part for me has been friendships. I like, like Lulu said earlier, like it's those friends, the ones who've been there since day one are crucial. They're family. I call, I talk, we have game nights over discord and everything. Like it's, if I have a random idea, they're the first ones I go to and it's, it helps a lot to get that support because while you can get support from other authors, getting support from the readers who are so deep in your world that like they're hanging by a thread. Those are the ones that just keep me going. And the worst part has been shipping prices. I want to send all the things that makes me happy, but shipping prices have taken that away. That's very valid. That's a valid one. How about you, Lulu? What would you say? The best, the worst? Oh no, did she crash? I think so, but that's okay. And Lulu will be back with us. So we can actually just pick it up. And I don't, I have one particular question that I want to ask you both that I really want to ask you both. So let's, let's first dive into some of the questions in the chat. Let's first go with for those of you who write in wildly different genres are using different pen names for each genre. I don't think either Shelby or Lulu fit that card of writing in wildly different genres, but I actually still think Shelby would have pretty great advice on that. So what would you say to that? Actually, I was just talking to Lulu and we were actually talking, we do write really wildly and we really want to. And it, I don't know if she's going to do separate pen names, but I don't plan to because, you know, so I've started actually just saying that I write spicy romance books that hurt and heal in shades of darkness. So it's, it leaves me open to <laughs> super dark or fun rom-com. I'm just gonna wing it. And like what Christopher Hopper was saying earlier is, and even Lulu has said, is it, selling myself versus the genre. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And another one is when you offer an ebook on a tier, do you do it through Amazon or use something like Story Origin for them to download? So basically, how are you sending them? If you're sending them a completed book file, how are you doing it? Are you doing it through a retailer or not? Book funnel. So actually, when they sign up, I have a Zapier set up so that when they sign up, they get like a welcome email kind of thing. And then they fill out a form. And then when it's time to release, I just send it. They get their own special edition through Book Funnel. No, that makes a lot funnel of sense. Funnel is everything. I don't think I could function without Book Funnel. And Lulu just said her internet is down, but it will be back up in a second. Okay. I'm excited to have her back in soon. <laughs> I'll answer a few questions in the chat. Beverly, there's literally probably 300 different tools you can use to run a subscription. I mean that. There's different plugins for Shopify, plugins for WordPress. There's Buy Me a Coffee, Ko-Fi. There's 
Patreon, there's Reen, there's Substack, there's many different ones. There's specific ones for podcasters, ones called Supercast, specifically for podcasters. There's obviously OnlyFans description platform, there's Fanfix, there's Subscribestar, there's a lot. So I would say there's a lot of different creator monetization platforms out there. Like a quick Google search will lead a lot to you to a lot of them. In terms of like subscription platforms for subscription authors, in the Facebook group, I get a really good idea of the platforms that people use if you make a post about that. Because yeah, like authors have specific platforms they probably use more than others. Like for instance, I don't think many authors use Supercast. That's for podcasters. I don't think many authors are on Fanfix. That's more for Instagram, Gen Z creators. But there's nothing wrong with any of these platforms. For you, yeah, there's almost like too much to answer that question. At least for me, I know way too many platforms for you. So I could list out like five dozen. But who's back? Perfect timing too, because I want to dive into the final question I have before we open it up to more Q&A. We did a little bit of Q&A from while you were gone, Lulu. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad you're back. So this question is one that I think is, there's no right answer to, obviously, but I think is a really helpful thing here, which is if you had to start over, and when I say start over, like you don't have an audience, like you... You have maybe not even written a book, like you're completely at ground zero and therefore you haven't started your subscription either. What would you do to get your first paid subscriber? What would be the steps that you take? That's a tough one, Michael. <laughs> Making me think. Oh, you were in that position, right? Everyone did start off with no chapters written, no readers, no paid subscription. And now you're here. Now that you've done it, what would you basically do differently if you were to start over again? I guess my answer would be a backlog. I know you said like just starting off, but before I had my subscription, I was doing like Wattpad and Ink. And I was so excited for that answer. It's part I of guess my thing is like getting new. Oh, there we subscribers. go. Is it freezing again? I can hear you now. There you are. I can see you. <laughs> Dude, I had to get rid of my expensive internet and I got the T-Mobile like tower and that stupid thing loses internet like every third day, I swear. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you catch any of that or do I have to start over? Last thing we heard was Wattpad and ink it. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Okay. So yeah, I was writing on ink it and Wattpad. So then I had a lot of stories already, but I feel like if I had to start all the way over, I would write something exclusive for subscribers to give them something completely fresh and brand new that they can't get free elsewhere. Kind of give them that special, hey, if you come here, you're going to get this plus this that nobody else is getting. So I feel like that would be a thing to make them feel special. Like they're getting something that nobody else is going to get. So That's great. Wonderful advice. How about you, Shelby? I honestly, and I even said this to readers a couple days, actually like a week ago, I said, I wish I would have started out serializing because it just works better for me. And then what I wrote down in my notes, actually, from when I was going through the questions is less is more. So I would have done like one or two tiers and far less offerings because obviously now I understand that access to me and my books is more valuable than what retailers put out there. So less is more is my big one. <laughs> like... Less is more. Okay. It was a good like takeaway in general I, um, from all of this. I, I was like, that's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> 
And I love the advice on the having both something maybe exclusive, especially as a way to try and entice people in the beginning. That's great. So right now, since we got about 15-ish minutes left, I would love to open up some audience Q&A, which we already have a lot to go through, which we're going to go through. But if you have a question about subscriptions, about being a successful subscription author, ask us. You've got two wonderful authors here to answer in Shelby and Lulu. So for our first question from Anna, she says, it takes me a few months to finish a book, no matter how many times I tell myself that I'll finish it in one to two months. Anna has nine books in her backlist. What advice could you give me about providing content for subscriptions? That is so dependent on what, if you want to offer work in progress, honestly, the readers love work in progress and getting that immediate feedback is also really helpful. I'd say, like I said, do the work in progress here. Say you'll get chapters as they're written. Because if you say that specific wording, you're not putting constraints on yourself time-wise. And I mean, put the backlist in there, but also put value on your backlist. So yeah. Don't give your backlist to just if, say you have two tiers, give your backlist to the higher tier and let them know this is my complete raw work. Like it's not edited, it's not gone through, but you're going to get first access to it. Use that as like a buffer while you're doing your work in progress and maybe set one to three days a month to start that you can do your work in progress. So you're not like overwhelmed to like, oh my gosh, I have to write and get it like three times a week. And because <laughs> life happens. And if, I notice a lot of fans, most of them, like 99% of them are understandable, but there's that 1% that's like, where's my update? <laughs> and it's very easy with that 1%, like in your mind, mentally, they speak so much louder than that. So there's that sort of fear and it can be challenging because you're like, like, I don't want to disappoint that 1%. And of course you don't, but you're never going to make everyone happy. If you try to make everyone happy, the only person who's not going to be happy is yourself. Yep. <laughs> we have more questions to answer now, which is great. First one I'll just ask, because I think you may have covered this a little bit, Lulu, but are you on any other platforms that kind of funnel in or feed into your subscription besides Inca? I know you mentioned Wattpad, but anything else that you're doing? Yeah, I'm on Radish and Kindle Vela. So I kind of dabble in both of those as well. And those are more of like your true serialized where it's you pay coin to unlock chapter by chapter. So I notice a lot of people from those locations are really excited to know you have a subscription because I'd rather pay you one sum for all of your stuff than to unlock chapter by chapter. So it's a nice uh, just getting your, your work out there elsewhere. Yeah, I mean, on certain platforms as well, it can be very expensive on certain serial fiction platforms to actually buy a book. You might think your subscription is expensive, but it, it really isn't. And for you, Shelby, where do you currently find readers to funnel into your subscription? Where would be your discovery channels? So I initially it was like Facebook, right? Yeah. Facebook and TikTok. I did a lot of Facebook parties. I was at... <laughs> I think like my first two months, I was like, I'm going to do at least three Facebook parties a week. And that quickly got exhausting. Again, I got sick in October. So I got sick a month after publishing. And then I never, it never stopped. I've moved away from the like TikTok and I rarely post there. And now I've moved towards Wattpad and Inkit 
And I actually have a really super secret reader project that I'm announcing this week, like started inviting readers last night um, that I'm excited for. And they are going to basically be helping me by, they're going to go onto Wattpad and Ink It. They're going to read my stuff and they're going to comment. So it's like almost like a street team and an art team at the same time. So I'm hoping that that boosts those algorithms because so far on Ink It, after only being on it for two months, my one book that has 24 episodes in it has 700 views. So I have something there. <laughs> and I'm like, how do I capitalize on this? Like, how do I make this bigger? So yeah, I'm using early access now. And I'm excited to see where it goes, especially with the reader team thing. Like it's brand new. My assistant's been helping me. We're making it this big exclusive thing and I'm going to give them swag packs and entries for signed books and stuff. I guess we'll see how that goes. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's very inspirational from you both. And I think really helpful too, to understand just like how there's not one place you can use to find subscribers. You can be on all the different serial fiction platforms like Lulu. You don't have to be in any really the serial fiction platforms and you can still find paid subscribers. So there, your fans are probably not everywhere, but your fans could be anywhere. Your fans, keyword your. But let's get into some more Q&A. So Beverly asked, can this, and I assume you mean subscriptions, work for short stories or is it primarily for novel length stories? I write a weekly column for a local paper, but I retain the rights and I think they resonate with a much larger audience. So I'll just say my advice is do not use a serial fiction platform for something that is nonfiction. You're not going to find new readers on serial fiction platforms, probably for even short fiction either. They want to read something chapter by chapter. They want a full length novel. I do think that it could be a good idea, definitely, to publish your nonfiction content online. That kind of technology stack, that reader discovery process is like just completely different from fiction. So the big platforms that I see like posting articles on, being able to gain discovery for would be Medium. Medium, there's definitely an organic discovery engine there. And on Substack, if you can connect with fellow authors and get them recommending you, there could be a sort of kind of book funnel type promotion thing there. Book funnel being more for fiction authors. So that would be my top line recommendation. But I'm curious for y'all, like you both are romance authors. What would you say if someone was like, oh, I know why you're doing well descriptions. You're a romance author. And people can be dismissive sometimes, right? But what would you say to, that, to someone who writes in a different genre? How can anyone succeed in descriptions? Is it possible? Absolutely. Like you yes. said, it's all about finding your fans like I think back to most boring books in high school or college that I read that were just so dry to get through but they're bestsellers and their genre for a reason right they have they found their crowd they found their people where Shelby and I find our readers is probably not where you're going to find yours but it is entirely possible and everybody has a screen in their face nowadays and there's so many different outlets and platforms to find different things i don't know if there's reddit columns or i don't even really know about any of that but you know maybe for like fantasy or historical i feel like there's a place for everybody but it's you just you really gotta find that niche that that outlet where they are great I agree that it's the whole thing of finding your readers. Your readers are out there. Somebody will say, somebody who reads dark romance won't necessarily read like rom-coms kind of stuff. 
I have converted a reader because she loves my stuff enough and she grumbles at me about it. And it's great. I love it. She's, I don't, this is normal, boring stuff, but I still like it. I was like, <laughs> but it's me. And that's the whole thing is it, they're your readers. They're not your genre readers. They're your readers. And just, I mean, that's who you find. <laughs> and where you find them, the internet is a very vast place. So, yeah. It's great. It's great. We, I love, by the way, the questions that have been inputted in, the five left that we have. We'll get to those and end it off. These are great ones. I'm going to answer the first one just because, Beverly, I think this is a great question in terms of flash promotion type of things. My just advice that is it possible to do on some subscription platforms, but not always the best idea. Why? It's good thinking about the reader journey, the fan journey, where the subscription sits. It's like at the very end, right when you're going to become a super fan, you're probably already still a fan of that author. So is a discount going to throw a super fan over the edge of joining your subscription? It doesn't always make a huge difference. Free trials can be helpful though. Discounts can be useful, but you don't want to necessarily overuse it. Discounts on a book, discounts on the thing that turns the casual reader into more of a fan or the person who doesn't know you and it gives them the opportunity to be a casual reader could be a bit better than subscriptions catering to the super fans. Sometimes it's not always as, as applicable, but it can still work too. You just need to be careful with it. But then we have a great one, which is, can you change your tier content? This author writes in several genres, sci or they write in several different style genres. So would you be able to change your tier content over time, even between what, maybe what you're offering? Can you change your benefits? Could you also change potentially the genre, the subgenre you're writing? Yeah, I honestly think I've I've actually been dabbling because like I said earlier, I really like horror and paranormal, but I know that's not what my subscribers are there for. Some of them I mentioned horror and they're like, nope, I, I do not watch, read, or look at anything scary. So in that particular moment, I would create a whole entire tier specifically for that crowd. Maybe it's the same as all access or something just to have a space for them that makes sense yeah i love the idea of having different tiers for different genres or like i was saying earlier i have my main three and then i just added one for my series reaper for reaper academy so there's a tier like just for people that want that so i absolutely think it can work for sure let's say i i will see i would love to create a different tier because i'm going into a little bit of small town after this but problem with what i'm doing and it's not really a problem it's great all of my stories are interconnected in one way or a hundred i mean from the dark bully romance we're gonna get like a sweet rom-com kind of thing later down the line so these are just my characters in my world and i'm just here it is <laughs> like i'm telling the stories the characters want and we're all along for the ride because i am also a pantser so i have no idea most days what's going on I mean, again, your readers are there for you and if they like it. <laughs> no, I, lo I love it. I love it. So Sarah asked, I think a great question, which is, did you find that your subscription detracts from your social platform income or ser sorry, serial platform income, meaning Bella, Radish, et cetera, or is it intentional? Meaning it might distract, detract from it, but you use those serial platforms as a funnel to your subscription, even if it means losing money and visibility on those platforms. I suppose to simplify the question, or at least how I interpret it is, does your subscription impact your revenue on subscription platforms? Does it hurt it? 
And if it does, is it still worth it for you? I don't think it hurts it at all. Actually, the way I look at size, like on Kindle Vela, for example, I think I only have three stories where in my subscriptions, I have 32. So it's a big thing. And I feel like on Vela, they, you know, on those Vela, Radish, all those other places, it's like you're giving a reader a taste of your work. And I, I generally use my best work, I'll be honest. Like one book I have in Vela has been giving me four figure bonuses every month nice. where I get a, a ton of stream into the subscriptions. And then there's some that just refuse to leave. You're getting, I don't think it hurts either way. I think it's great to just get your work out there to as many eyeballs as you possibly can. It's great. It's great. I have a strange kind of a, my new outlook on it, right? Is think about like Facebook parties and takeovers and newsletter swaps and all that. And you're giving away your first book. You put it on these platforms. They're already reading it. And sometimes when you give away these like books because of parties and, oh yeah, I won something. They're, they might not read your book. You give it away for free on a newsletter swap. They're probably not going to read your book. But on the serial sites, they are. It is by the time they've finished it or even gotten a couple chapters, they're looking for more. Yeah, so like you know that they're your readers. Up because it's your yeah. book and it's so good. So they're like, oh my God, I love your book. I want more. So then they subscribe to you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, awesome stuff. I think let's answer these last two. I want to get these last two in, but let's do them rapid fire because I want to end right at 7 p.m. for y'all because we're yeah. trying to stick on time. So did you find readers, Lulu, that followed you to join and subscribe easily? She's not confident in herself. Sarah, what's your words for Sarah? Can she do it? Yeah, Sarah, girl, just be yourself. That's my biggest thing. Just don't be afraid to just get out there and befriend people and just, yeah, be yourself. <laughs> Love it. And then for Michelle, which, hi, Michelle. So she writes women's fiction or she's switching from women's fiction to contemporary speed romance, but she has older characters. So would Wattpad be a good funnel, you think, knowing a bit of the readership there with older characters, or maybe should she find someplace else? I would honestly steer clear of Wattpad. It's very high school clickish. It's a younger cloud crowd for sure. Um, I've noticed Radish is pretty good for being a lot wider of an audience for sure. Yeah. Bella too, I think skews yeah. a bit older for sure as well. Wattpad really is young. Wow. Okay. Everyone, this, this was amazing. And this caps our first day of the Subscriptions for Authors Summit. Now, before you leave, I'm going to end the recording. I have something to share with all of y'all here, but I just want to say thank you to Shelby. Thank you to Lulu. You all are amazing and you inspired me and I hope you inspired people at home. What I'll do is share the link to the schedule for the next day, for tomorrow. We're going to be back at 10 a.m. Eastern, which is soon, but gives people at least time to hopefully sleep depending on your time zone and rest up. So we'll be back at 10 a.m. tomorrow. We have a full day from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern, starting with none other than Kay Webster on The Forever Reader. And I have a feeling it's going to be awesome. So I hope to see you all then. This the, That's cheap. That schedule has everything you need to know about the conference in it. And then Reem will also be launching tomorrow to the public. But this will record and the recording. I'm going to end it right now. 
Thank you so much for watching this session of the Subscriptions for Authors Summit. Now, you may want to learn more about subscriptions, and in that case, I recommend watching all the other sessions in this summit. They're linked down in a playlist below. But I also want to share with you all the other amazing resources we have as part of Subscriptions for Authors. First, we have the Facebook group. You've probably heard it talked a lot about during the summit, but if you're not a part of it yet, you can join totally for free the link down in the description at facebook.com slash subscriptions for authors. There's over 2,300 fellow subscription authors in there and now a bunch of spin-off groups based on specific genres that will help you start and grow your subscription as an author. In addition, we also have for a very limited time the founding cohort of the six-figure subscription author accelerator. It's the first link down in the comments. It's open till May 31st and it's an amazing premium course plus group mentorship that me and Amelia have set up. It has over 10 hours of video, and then has four group mentorship sessions where you will be paired with a coach and fellow teammates who will take you through starting and growing your subscription with the goal of taking you at the beginning of the summit, whether you've started your subscription or not, to then being able to grow your subscription, get your first paid subscribers, and hopefully grow your subscription to the point that one day you can be a six-figure subscription author. It's a really, really exciting opportunity. And me and Amelia are super excited to share that with you, especially if you're very serious about growing your subscription. It can be a great opportunity if you're a very serious author who wants to go and do that. But if you're maybe not ready for the accelerator, no worries, because we have a lot of other opportunities. A ton of free resources we put online. On this very YouTube channel, there's like 30 podcast episodes out, and we have a ton more releasing soon. We have like 10 more films that we're going to be releasing in the coming weeks. In addition, we have a free book called The Descriptions for Authors Starter Guide, which condenses a lot of the amazing insights you've heard today throughout these sessions and gives them in a very streamlined fashion, a step-by-step -step guide into how you can start your subscription. You can download that book totally for free by signing up for our mailing list at the link in the description. And then lastly, we also have Fireside Chats. I will link down to the playlist of that as well. Those are free webinars that we do about very key topics and subscriptions. So those are really, really fun. I hope you all enjoy it. Yes, we are dedicated to putting a ton of resources out there for you to have a successful subscription. Not only that, but we also built a platform specifically made for fiction authors to be successful in subscriptions, which is called Ream. You can think about it like the Shopify meets Patreon, meets a Facebook group, meets Wattpad, all in one. But the whole goal is to help you turn your fans into customers of yours directly that pay you monthly. It's a really awesome platform and you can check it out in the link below in the description as well. Yes, there's a lot of links. There's a lot of things going on, but odds are if you're watching this summit, you want to dive deeper into your subscription. So you want to give you everything in one place. And in fact, if you want to get all of our links in one place, we have the Ream link tree. That'll be the second link down in the comments. The Ream link tree literally has everything in there. So if you ever want any information on anything in subscriptions, all of it's in the link tree. And it's a pretty great place. I'll see you all soon. Thank you for being a part of this summit. You all the best. Have a great rest of your day. And don't forget, storytellers rule the world.